A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P your S T V X Y Z. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's all of the letters as well. So but at least they fit in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay. I think the power coming from oh that's what it is the power source is much greater than uh, ours adorably is so it's sounding real fucking good. Which is dope. What's the power source? Well, you see here. <coughs> the AC, uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that it... You're just trying to sound smart. <laughs> it charges shit faster than it does at home. Like, it charges oh. those, those those batteries in like an hour. It's because it's a hotel. So I think have it's that kicking high out force. Moss that, juice. It's <clears> that West Hollywood. All right. Hi, hi Kim Duke. Hey, Chris Duke. Uh, we, are, we are out of state. At the moment, we are in uh, the land L.A., or as it's uh, known to its brothers, Louisiana. Yeah. Got here at what time? 7.30 this morning. 7.30. And we couldn't Louisiana check until 3. God, what did y'all do between 7.30 and 3? If you could <laughs> shut the fuck up. Okay, <laughs> don't start this shit. <laughs> don't start we, this shit. We that gotta is a good do question. What do we do? Well, it, takes, <laughs> it takes an hour and a half to get a rent a car. Well, I mean, we rented it online. Do you use Enterprise? We no, we used Midway. Oh yeah, Midway. Yeah, they were pretty. That was a pretty decent price. Nice. I w- originally went with Fox Rent a Car, and then I read the terrible reviews, and then I got really anxious about it. So then I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna go that <laughs> right. cheap." Before, oh, sorry. Okay. Before we go on, since we've already heard his stupid fucking voice. <laughs> no, that was. A, uh, I like that accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to in- introduce, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, a lupus survivor, a writer on season two of Family Matters, and future heir to the Taco Bell fortune, uh, William Montgomery. It's so nice to be here. Uh, you actually missed. I'm uh, I'm going to be in the new Kangaroo Jack uh, oh. movie. I'm the the lead actor. It's probably my I think my big break. What? This is it. I know it's it's coming out in a couple of years. I'm excited. <laughs> a couple <of> years. <laughs> what what have you been doing to prepare for it? I have uh, I've been swimming a lot. A lot of it is set on uh, on a cruise ship, so I've I actually go overboard. Um, is it Kangaroo Jack overboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they throw? <laughs> do you throw yourself over? Or does someone throw you over? The kangaroo trips me, and I fall overboard. Okay. And it's sort of a revenge story. It's me getting back on the cruise ship, just looking <laughs> for the kangaroo, just trying to kill him. I don't want to give out any spoilers, but it is a grisly movie. It's yeah. a lot different than I hope the. It's fr- pretty gory too. It is. It's a lot different than the first one. <laughs> is that is that direct? That's directed by the same guy that did Batman, right? Is it uh, Christopher uh, Christopher Nolan? Christopher Nolan, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. People are really excited. Christopher's really excited about it. He says it's probably one of his best films. He's he will have ended up doing. It's it's exciting. I can't wait to see what direction he takes it in. You know, he's a real visionary. I loved what he did with Shrek Three. Yeah, Shrek Three. Oh my God! A lot of people don't know that Christopher Nolan directed that too. I know that is a good bit of trivia. People really they don't realize that, but yeah, it was that was one of his better films. Uh, William, thank you so much for for being willing to do this. Um, Thanks for having me. I know you had a, a late shift at the um, the storage unit place. 
I don't. I'm not, I was going to say the name, but I'm not. Oh yeah, no. Don't worry about saying the name. But uh, oh, so you work? You do storage? I you- do sell storage. Yeah, some oh. some jackass. We close at six. We're not allowed to get overtime. Some piece of shit comes in there at five fifty-five, trying to get a five by ten elevator. So I had to leave like twenty minutes late. Yeah, the bosses don't like overtime. Mm. I mean. So, is, like for real? No, see, I know that there's like things that are not. No, no, that's real. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, do people really like not, like that whole TV show that they have about storage units? Is that a real? Th- have you witnessed that? Oh, totally. Once a month, we have a uh, an auction. Once a month, we have an auction. Um, yeah, people just quit paying for their units. It's. Have you gotten anything cool from an auction? I've stolen stuff at just out of units, not via an auction. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I got that backpack, winter solstice, the day the sun returns. I got that out of a unit. Um, nice. Are you being... See, this yeah, is no, I'm is, kidding. I don't need I to know. be saying any of that. That's grounds for getting fired. I was like, no. <laughs> but do they really do the auction stuff? Oh, yeah. Once a month. Okay. It's like 20, 50, I would say 10 to 20 people every month getting auctioned. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, motherfuckers just quit paying us. 3,200 units. It's one of the biggest ones in California, I guess. Jeez, I know nothing wow. about it, but that's what I've heard, I guess. It's, How long have you lived in California for? I've been out here a year and a half. I got out here at the beginning of uh, February of last year. And you're from Tennessee? From Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Florida. I was living in Denver for two and a half years before that. And then I had a buddy who said he had a place out here. And then I get to his place, and it's in Compton. So I was living down in Compton for five days was genuinely scared me. I was totally out of place, like in a scary kind of way. Yeah, oh yeah. And then I got on Craigslist and been living with a nice young lady named Angie Hernandez. Her boyfriend, Tony, just moved in. So my rent went from 1000 to 775 which helps. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and we all get along. It's, yeah. Po- it's yeah, generally positive. The driving out here. What's yeah, the not like fun. in ten- Tennessee, not like this, right? Well, I have three DUIs, so I I haven't <laughs> driven in probably 18 years. But being in cars. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. It's <laughs> no. a lot of horns honking. No, I close my eyes the whole time, Chris. I can't do it. Yeah, it's a nightmare. No, these people drive like assholes. It's a fucking nightmare every day. Some of the time I don't want to leave my bedroom. What's nice is when you someone else is driving, it's their car. If they crash, it's them, not you. Yeah, it's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. Go ahead and crash. Let that bitch burn on the 101. I'm yeah, is this bitch fuck. burning? <laughs> God damn it. Dude, I, that, that, I forgot that you were in Compton. Um, I, we, so we came to L.A. for the first time about a year ago. Almost exactly. Uh, almost exactly a year ago. And uh, Hottest I, week last year. We were here, yeah. I'm a but big, the heat uh, here is different than Minnesota. Minnesota is a humid, sticky. Disgusting. So is Memphis. So is Tennessee. Yeah. So it's, here, when it's hot, it's like oh, it's, it's not hot. as bad. No, it's totally you not as bad. You can breathe when it's hot. I know. I know. But the humid when you can't. Woo! Yeah. yeah, you just start sweating a bunch. Yeah. Um. So I'm a big uh, Bobby Lee fan. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So I listen to, to Tiger Belly quite a bit, and they talk about Korean barbecue all the time, and being that my family's from out east i've been to chinatown and when you go there it's like a cultural difference right like shit just changes it looks different right and so i thought that koreatown would be like that when we came here so i we booked a hotel in koreatown how was that 
uh, fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Especially I, with two kids, we like pull in the parking lot where I'm like, I'm not leaving with the kids till we leave. I we um uh <laughs> we ran out of beer, and uh, I saw that there was a liquor store not too far away, but I stepped outside and noticed that I looked too good. Yeah. Even though you look like a trash. Yeah. Though, in Minnesota, you I'm, look good. Stop. <laughs> Why'd you just say that? Stop. I mean, Lena looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that? That's fucking hilarious. Hold on. I forget that. Uh, my name is actually Chris. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. We we know each other via Instagram. Yes, I yes, see yes, Landon yes. photos. Yeah, what is your name? My name is Chris. Oh, Chris Duke. Funny. Chris Duke, William Montgomery. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. you yeah, I saw Chris on the Lyft or Uber or whatever. I saw Chris. I was like, hold on. We're... Does he, I guess that's this? his wife, I guess. Oh, his wife he, is Chris, maybe. That's oh, what I assume. fuck. That's so funny. You know, maybe you should change your Instagram because you don't really Yeah, I know. Landon. How did you come up with Landon? It's my so son's name. So that's our son's name. Oh. That's, that's his photography page. Oh. We named after our son, so our daughter yeah. feels like shit. That makes sense. Yeah, we love him so much more than we love our daughter. So How good. is Patricia? <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> so good. Okay, back to Koreatown. <laughs> Koreatown. We're out of beer. Obviously need more. I came up with an idea. I was like, what I'm going to do is I took my shirt off and pretended that my shoulders were dislocated. I stuffed my shirt into my boxers and I was wearing shorts like this and I just walked swaying my arms back and forth. Yeah. And people were moving out of the way to get away from me when I was walking in this wild part of Koreatown. How'd you feel? Were you excited or were you like? Oh, I was terrified the whole time. But I, then I got into the store and I bought uh, 12, I think it was a 12 a pack. A 12 of, pack of Pacifico. No, Pacific- no Corona. Oh, yeah, Coronas. And, uh, a 12 pack? Yeah. Love it. People stopped <laughs> thinking that I was crazy. Like almost immediately they were like, hmm, for a crazy person buying some expensive beer. Right. And then pe- like people are inching a little closer there was a guy peeing on a mattress that was on the sidewalk. And then uh, this group of uh, this, or I think it's a gaggle of homeless people. Yes, a gaggle. A gaggle of homeless people. (laughs) And there was this lady who goes, hey, hey, give me one of those. And like, I could hear her start to move. So I like ran with a (laughs) clanking down the sidewalk. (laughs) Bitch. Like the journey down went great. But I should have gotten like some Milwaukee's best or something if I was gonna bushlight some beast. Do y'all drink that in uh, Milwaukee? <laughs> what? Fuck no. The beast. Isn't that what I've you never call even that? I've heard of that. Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee's oh, best. The oh, beast. I don't think I've ever actually had it. It's not bad. It's fine. It's a good value beer. I mean, you're yeah. drinking. There's no old English forty uh, <laughs> yeah, I malt like liquor. That. I was gonna say who who do you think you are, Lando Calrissian? Was uh, that a fucking joke? It was. You bring me up here to fucking say shit like that to me? <laughs> I'm on edge. We're doing kangaroo jack shit right now. <laughs> I, I don't have time for this. Look, I get it. You're under a lot of pressure. PR is breathing down your neck, trying to keep things under wraps for kangaroo jack. It's a nightmare. Overboard. It's turning into a nightmare. <laughs> kangaroo you jack You know what's funny too. about that story, too, is that he went and got all this beer, and then we ran out later on. Because we podcasted yeah. with a friend of ours that moved out to, and he lives in Koreatown. Nice. And so then him and his friend had to go out again. And again, <laughs> well, this time he was like, he goes, what? So 
out in <laughs> Minnesota, you can't. You can only buy beer at liquor stores. Interesting. So, so I didn't okay. know that. So you, I could have just gone to the Seven Eleven across the street instead of going like yeah. three blocks to this liquor store. Well, you can buy liquor and gas station stuff, but it's watered down. They call it three two beer. So it's. I heard that that was in Denver. They had the three like two 3. beer. Three point two. Yeah. So it's not even real beer. It's just no, water. No, no, no. So their Coors Light that's really watered down. Just imagine. Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. So I was drinking on the I cruise mean, ship now, a bunch. At least liquor stores are open on Sundays in Minnesota. That wasn't a thing. A nice. Before. That's also in Tennessee. They weren't open for litter. I think that's within the past five years. Liquor stores wow. were closed on Sunday. It's bullshit, man. Yes, total bullshit. People just load up on booze on Saturday. Then Jesus turned water into wine. How (laughs) we missed that step of keeping shit open on Sundays is just beyond me. I'm glad you brought Jesus up. So, do y'all believe in Jesus? Oh, uh, Uh, depends on where you want to go. Uh, what was that response? I was trying to think of what 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 the Mormons say. Do you are you, are you ready to accept your savior? I can't. What are That's there a lot, lot of Mormons of in Minnesota? Uh, my <laughs> my family grew up LDS. Well, they're they're still are you Mormon? Mormons. Technically, well, look at look at him. Do you think he looks Mormon? Look at all those tattoos. What do your parents He's think about that swastika? I'm just zooming in on the swastika tattoo. <laughs> It's funny you bring that <laughs> Think up. Think about that. There's a what? I actually got that for my uncle. Uh, he is a fifth generation uh, Mormon and a third generation Nazi. Oh, nice. And, you know, he was one of the good ones. I've I've read, I've been reading a lot recently. I've heard there were some really nice Nazis. Yeah. Back in Germany, back in the day, 1940s. Uh, his yeah. name was an... Uh, Richard Peterson was it? Is that your grandfather? That actually is my yeah. Richard Peterson. Holy he was in shit. one of the books I read about. I can't believe that. Dick I didn't Peterson, mentally man. prepare myself for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are there a lot of Mormon folks? I know that in Idaho, my dad's sister was a Idaho State University professor. At BYU, and there's a lot of at Idaho State. B- oh, well, there's Idaho. a B- you're right though. There's a BYU Idaho. Yeah, but, but his mom's family's all from Idaho. That's funny. They are Mormon as fuck. What does what? she th- What does she think about everything? Well, well. so the f- when she found out that I was an atheist, I by the way, I'm an atheist. Uh, she she <laughs> was like, she tried to give me the scenario. That's she what like, the kangaroo says to me when he throws me overboard. <laughs> by the way, I'm a fucking atheist, <laughs> and sends you to your death because he ain't going to hell. He don't believe in it. Oh man, Is it, you go overboard. And he goes, "There's no consequences for my actions." <laughs> Yeah, kangaroo jack. <laughs> but my my mom, when she found out, she goes, uh, what if I told you that the Lord came to me and said, uh, Lenine, I need you to make sure that Chris comes back to the church that, he, that he's Mormon. And I said, Mom, that's very interesting. Uh, well, mom, my name's Landon. <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> first and foremost. I said, what if Denise, our neighbor, who's a Jehovah's Witness, came to you and said... Your neighbor was a Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> a Mormon and a Jehovah's Witness right next door to each other. Did they just knock Whoa. on each other's doors all the time? Yeah, yeah. It was like a modern-day uh, uh, Partridge family. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, what if she came to you and said, uh, you know, Jehovah or whatever came yeah. to me and said the same thing? And my mom, she was so set... She couldn't even try to adapt and be like, well, I'd think about it. She went straight to, <laughs> thank you. That's scary a That's little bit. That's very nice. 
but I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's, you just asked me the same thing. Right. I'm over here slitting the throats of goats, um, draining their blood, brushing my teeth, and uh, flossing uh, with goat hair. All in the name of Satan, and I'm fine. I'm yeah, good. I have swastika tattoos, Mom. Cut the bullshit. <laughs> We're in Minnesota now. Dude, I met a guy with a swastika tattoo. Did, and, you? Uh, Did you really? Yeah. Remember, I was like, because oh, if you can't tell, these are what we call soft boy tattoos. What is that? There's uh, like cartoon. So this characters. is my mom and I. How when many I tattoos was, do you have? A lot. Uh, I have characters from where the wild things are. I see. I see. Um, I have uh, Littlefoot from Land Before Time. God, you hear about that girl? <laughs> she got murdered out here by her dad. Jesus. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little girl who did Littlefoot's voice. Fuck. Fuck. You better cut. She that was also hair. the little girl in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, wow. See, I, the only reason I brought up the Jesus thing, when I saw that movie, I was like, there has to be a heaven. So you're telling me you saw All Dogs Go to Heaven and you didn't at least consider I know. there's a God up there? At the very least, to fight off those evil dogs, right? Yeah, to that give one these- pit bull. God, down in New Orleans. Let's you give know, a moment I'm- of silence, I think, for New Orleans. They're dealing with Hurricane Barry right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Barry? They're dealing uh, with the hurricane Barry. down there. It yeah, is. Hurricane Barry. Oh, my God. I just saw that this morning. As her- For real? <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a nightmare. Uh-huh. They have a bunch of... There was a earthquake here a week ago. There oh. was. I felt it. First, is that, <laughs> was it your first earthquake? Uh, in Memphis. Memphis is actually on a fault line. I felt an earthquake maybe six years ago. What was her name? Uh, uh, uh... It was a nice young lady named Imogene <laughs> Anderson. Um, Such a good name. I got something called HIV from her. I don't have that much longer to live. I have two years. I'm planning on moving to Arkansas. <laughs> That's called improv, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And are you HIV positive? <laughs> Because we might have to burn that uh, microphone yeah, after yeah. this. I know. I've been putting it real close Yo, well, to the Well, you map. have to. It's like you're... <laughs> yeah. You're, I, you're actually the first person to... Who actually holds it correctly. Yeah. What do you mean? How used... do people hold it? What? Way out here. Do they? Yeah. They'll be, they'll be like... So I'll ask them a question and they'll go, oh, let me tell you. Yeah. Like, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, okay, let's backtrack here a little bit, okay? Yeah. Uh, you, and for 45, living with HIV this long is, is a blessing. Um, that's really incredible. How'd you come up with 45? Is that not? Colt. Uh, I'm 40. I, did you not start comedy in 1985? No, it was my brother. <laughs> I started in the early 90s in Panama City Beach, Florida. A lot of shark attacks back then. (laughs) (laughs) A whole bunch of shark attacks. Um, Okay, now let's get back to, okay, so genuinely, you started comedy, why? I think it was probably, honestly, I was, I went to an all-boys school in Memphis. Um, There were probably 90 kids in my grade. I remember during the sixth grade Christmas pageant when we were all the Head people at Presbyterian Day School. Everybody got picked for a a position in the Christmas pageant, 
and I happened to be one of the four actor characters, and my character's name was Steve, <laughs> and I was essentially telling these fat jokes, even though I was this little redheaded boy, and I just have a distinct memory of all the parents and grandparents, maybe 300 people, just laughing at all of the punchlines, and I was very timid up to that point, but I remember just loving that feeling, and that's why. I would totally trace it back to them. Oh, now did totally, you th- I trace it. Did to you that. think that it was going to be comedy, or was it more you wanted to do just entertainment? You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes when we're young, we think fame just equates to entertaining people, and and that's what I want. That's what I'm striving for. Or yeah, was I it the know. making people laugh? It was specifically at that moment in time making folks laugh, and then the high school I went to. Memphis University School of the Owls. Whoop! Hoot hoot. Yeah. Hooters. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it was one uh, more fucking time. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Shit. No, but I remember there, uh, running for student council thing when I was a tenth grader, and it was like this uh, chapel with like six hundred dudes in there, and being scared to death. And I opened up my speech with my life's been going really hard. The only thing getting me through is a song. And then I read the lyrics to Karma Chameleon. <laughs> and everybody started laughing. And I was like, uh-oh, William, you got something here. What's going on? And then I fast forward, University of Tennessee. I got real drunk one night and went to the uh, open mic at Sizebutters Comedy Club off of Interstate 40. And a was that a shout out? Because we don't do, we don't do. It's, shout out it's to now insert. defunct. It's now a defunct comedy place. <laughs> defunct. It's defunct. Um, Mythbusters came in and they were like, "No, yeah, get out of here. There aren't any ghosts." <laughs> um, <laughs> it's stupid. You think, do you think I could open my beer with this pen? Think Are you, you trying to be a big boy and open your own beer? I can help you with the lighter. I, I know. I was gonna say. Here, you want to use the lighter? Basically, hold the beer like this. Be a big boy. Hold your beer. No, no, no. You have to use the leverage. God damn it. Here, just watch this. All right. Okay. Hold it like that. Yeah. So use your one hand like that. Uh, So hold it just like that. (laughs) Like you're drinking. Hold it like that. Okay, hold it like this. And then, and then use the leverage of here in between that finger. So you're putting a decent amount of weight on that and then doing it up. So doing that part down. I'm ruining your lighter. Don't break it. Oh, it's lighter. fine. And then move it around a little bit. <laughs> what the fuck? I've never felt less of a man than what is happening right now. <laughs> hey, uh, would you mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God and damn it. Thanks, boom. Dad. Um... <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> Fuck. Pop. That was a good yeah. pop. <laughs> I like that. Wow. You're like... Uh, the bottle smells like you now, which is perfect. Uh, refreshing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Like Are your sweat glands located in your thumbs? Because uh, yeah, I have clammy hands. I get it from a now deceased grandmother, B. Vance, on my mother's side. She's from she the Delta of Mississippi. No, she died of cancer. Oh fuck! Uh, but she had real clammy hands, and I think I have clammy hands now. And 
So yeah, it's weird you just picked up on that and called me out on that. Sorry. I'm pretty self-conscious about it. Well, I'm self-conscious about having geographic tongue on my testicles. Um, I wish I was joking. Is I'll that a euphemism you for black people? <laughs> geographic <laughs> tongue on my testicles? What is that? Have you ever heard of geographic tongue? It's where your tongue <laughs> is like your shirt. It changes different color. Yeah, so it's like... Wait, what? What is it? <laughs> it's like your tongue when you eat certain things, it's different colors. It's patchy. Yeah, Does yeah. that happen? Yeah, yeah. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. And, and uh, his I eat a lot of Chef Boyardee ravioli, so it's mine's mainly just purple. That's improv, y'all. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Anyways, so now, uh, yeah. um, you you start doing comedy. Uh, how how old were you when you when you did that that that, that open mic? Nineteen. Jesus. So you really have been doing it for over ten years. Yeah, I'm 32 now. Hell yeah. Welcome to the club. We're hey, 32, 32 as well. Oh, well. nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Are you normally disappointed because everyone's younger than you? Uh, <laughs> honestly, ever, you know, uh, I don't really like to get into personal stuff, but ever, oh, sure. ever since I uh, saw the original Poltergeist just after just that the kid dealing with the tree, it's just something inside of me. Just was like, William, don't worry if people are younger than you, just beating you at different games or what have you. Just be nice to them. Right, right. Sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my takeaway from that movie was... Um, don't turn your TV d- on. You put the meat back in the fridge when you're done with it, for Christ's oh, right. sake. God. Yeah. That yeah. shit spoils so fast. And also at the beginning, they were smoking marijuana. Oh, the they guy, really? Yeah, there's a scene where uh, the guy from Coach... The smoking mirror. What's oh, it? Craig T. Nelson. Gosh, I haven't oh, yeah. seen that movie in Give it so up for long. Craig T. Nelson. That's so funny. Uh, whenever I think about that, I only think of the mom and the and the son. I never think Not of Not the little blonde headed girl? <laughs> the little girl's That's mean. who I think about. I don't know why. Oh. Did you know how many of those people died in that movie? Well, after? I heard that little girl died of strep throat, but I don't know if it was that, but it was something she died of as a yeah, little girl. Like a lot of those people died, and I r- watched this thing about. They think that, I don't know, the movie. F- That's why you got to start believing in Jesus. I mean, there's something real <laughs> know, with something, spiritual warfare yeah, you're gonna and get, demons. You're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you're dead. You might be dead right now. It very well maybe. You might be dead inside. The one thing that I was telling Kim today, she gets freaked out. You know, we were talking about driving and how nuts it is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And how you have to drive aggressive, <sighs> but it's not necessarily aggressive when you get used to it. It's just how you For drive. For sure. And it's just in my uh, my denim. Yeah, uh, it's been genetically your passed denim. Down. It is in my denim, acid wash denim. Levi's or Wranglers passed or? down from generation to generation. Actually, Richard Peterson, I have his acid wash denim from. Do you really? You have Richard Peterson's <laughs> acid wash denim. I do. Not a lot of people know that, but yeah, Germany had some really good denim back in the forties. They really did. That's Hitler was pretty good about that. The first thing that the scientists were doing, uh, uh, Hitler was like, I'm bored with the denim that we have available now. Yeah, before I all the medical experiments. Different. We're fucking with denim. <laughs> America has denim on lock. That's where it Let's all started. Let's work with denim. And that's where Wrangler started, I think. Yeah. I think Wrangler is a German brand. There were so <laughs> many photos with SS troopers in acid wash denim, though that America couldn't let on that they had taken that technology into oh, the 80s. That's why it all came out then. Oh, I know. The fuck were we talking about? 
Sounds like a uh, part of the driving. Plot. No, driving. <laughs> yes. You, he told me you just got to accept you're going to die. Yeah, I said you have to accept death, right? Well, you have to. What do you <laughs> well, mean? I accept that I'm going to die someday, but I don't want to die in the car. But I, so I'll do this on a daily basis. I'll go, it could be right now. And I, my brain just goes, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And I, yeah. I've said it to myself so many times. Every time I'm in an airplane, take off, this could be it. Totally. Uh, Airplanes <laughs> scare me a little bit. God, the did landing. y'all hear about that Malaysian air flight? No, they still what? haven't found it. Malaysian air flight? Yeah, there's a Malaysian the- air flight. What I think the, the pilot had a, uh, a suicide mission. I think the pilot killed everyone. Oh, my oh. God. Y'all don't remember the Malaysian no. You don't think they're Malaysian in Area 51? I heard about that, that airplane that no. was going from Detroit to Atlanta that they never found, but I didn't hear about the Malaysian. Stop when was ta- that? Right, you, you guys, that was all over the news. The the I, mayor of Detroit would come on the air like once a week and say, we still don't have any information. We're looking into it. When was this? <sighs> Sorry. That's actually, Are you fucking with me? That's what was happening in Malaysia, is the, the president of Malaysia. <laughs> Where's the president of Detroit? <laughs> this is Malaysia. Is it Eminem? No. He, uh, it's, it's actually, um, who's that guy that sang, uh, uh, with, uh, Monica from Friends? Richard Monopoly, I think. Part of the Monopoly what are magnate. You, what the you know what I'm talking about? No! Uh, his nickname is The Boss. Oh, Springsteen. Yeah, there we go. Springsteen is actually the president of <laughs> Alex Springsteen. <laughs> Alex, yeah. His, Alex Springsteen was the governor of, uh, Kentucky. I did read about that. He was a big Shell Silverstein fan. (laughs) Which is interesting. But anyways, um, okay. The the funny thing is I could do this all day long. It's my literally my favorite favorite thing. thing. (laughs) I don't even know why I'm here. I can go hang out at the bar and eat some French fries. Um so okay. So you do comedy. Okay. And I again like I said, this is not a live podcast. If you don't want to talk about this, that's fine. Like I said, what the fuck are you about to? I ask? know what the hell. What's your favorite race? Probably Oriental people. Good. Now <laughs> we've gotten that out of the way. Um. <laughs> I don't get why that's funny. It's not. It's, it's not. not funny. Usually people like say general like sales. Chicken. Usually people say like Indy five hundred. For what? Whoa! <laughs> or Daytona. Yeah, what is this, Daytona? And, you, and you just throw Oriental. <laughs> Which is actually uh, a 5K, uh, the Oriental. The Oriental 5K. It's down in Panama City Beach, Florida. It's really humid down there. Okay. What I genuinely want to ask is um, I know that you, you've said that um, a, a lot of what you do on stage is for the stage. Yeah, it's um, a part of a routine or an act, yada, yada. But I wonder with being in comedy so long and being in the area that you were in, were there frustrations in kind of where you wanted to be and where you wanted to go? For sure. But you, one just has to keep moving forward. Because there are times where I don't, 
I'm now 32. Like my dad's a lawyer. My middle brother Vance is a lawyer. There are totally times where my parents totally get the feeling looking down on me. Not in a mean way. I love my parents, but yeah. totally getting the feeling of them being really worried about me. Just all this stuff. But literally, like there were times uh, where I lived back in Memphis and was still doing some comedy stuff. My parents were like, William, why are you still wasting your time on this? But there's just something inside of me that's like, I don't, I sort of don't know what else I would be doing. Yeah. Maybe a teacher. Maybe I'd be a teacher. Uh, Back in Memphis, all black school, maybe Frazier, just getting real big into gambling at the dog tracks in West Memphis, Arkansas, just losing a big bet one day. Yeah. Just jumping off the fucking bridge. Them finding your your ex-wife and dragging her into it, even though she has nothing to do with this. I know. This is between you and the dog tracks. That's bullshit. (sighs) Fuck. (laughs) But no, yeah, it's just something I keep on. I remember reading an article uh, on The Onion that sort of hit home for me. This was some years ago, but it was like, Man in his mid-30s, continuing to pursue his dream just because he has no other skills. And I remember reading that and sort of chuckling to myself. Not that that's necessarily the case with me, but I, it hit sort of home to me. I was like, because, yeah, I'm going to try to keep this going. Did you have any, like, you know, real low moments of where you almost gave up? And, and- I remember the first time I did... 20 minutes, which is neither here nor there, but this was probably, this was back in Memphis, this is probably, I don't know, seven years ago or something, and it wasn't going well, and some girl in the front row looks back at her buddy on the second row and says, I am so sorry, because my set's not going well. I didn't do stand-up for, I don't know, six to eight months after that. Oh. Not like consciously saying, I'm not going to do it, but I just wasn't going to the open mic. Ooh, it was a bad feeling. Yeah. It affected me. Yeah. It totally affected me. God damn it. I but ha- it's fine. One just has to keep moving forward. I mean, if one really wants to do such a thing, one just has to keep doing it. There's no other way. Um, I I actually had that reminded me uh, like a month ago I did a show and <clears throat> it, it was fine. It wasn't bad. But there was just a little bit of a funk in the crowd, like, um, you know what I mean? Like when they when they laugh and they're there with you, but they're not. Was it like, a bunch of Orientals? It was a bunch of Orientals. I they could have been the language gap. I'm kidding. I'm South Korean. People listening to this don't real know what I look yeah. like. Yeah, I don't. yeah they don't. I'm classic South Korean yeah. right now. <laughs> you definitely don't look like a cross between a Manatee <laughs> and Louis C.K. I would not say that <laughs> at all. But so this girl stood up, grabbed her friend by the arm, and and they got up, and I kind of was walking towards them, and I heard her go, "Not worth the five dollars." They hung around until just before the headliner went on, and then said, "So they were there for forty, forty-five minutes." They maybe knew you were walking past, so she was gonna say that. She was just like, "Boom!" Not worth. How'd you feel? Five dollars. How'd you feel? Well, at first I laughed because I was like, yeah, right, where right. are your values? $5? That's what's going to piss you off. 
that's ridiculous. Do you think? But then I don't do comedy. Do you think your crowd can make or break your night? Like the people that are there. Like, have you? Done I think the, same the more set? you do it, I do it like old Brody Stevens. I remember meeting him briefly when he's still with us. He seemed like a very nice guy. He's nice to me, but. It, to answer your question, I totally think there's certain individuals. Hold on, my mom's calling me. It's my parents' 35th anniversary. Get the Woo! fuck out of here. Let's give it up for Francis and Larry. Uh, it is their 35th wedding anniversary. That's awesome. Tonight. Good for them. Um, I totally think there's certain folk who can, if a crowd is going bad, they can sort of weather the storm, but that takes a ton of skill. Skill that I don't necessarily even have, right? Like, that takes a yeah, ton yeah. of skill. But I think, yeah, if there's some good crowd, it can go good. I think if there's some bad crowd, then one is trying to climb maybe K2. I don't know if y'all saw the movie. Uh, I wish I could think of the movie right now. Jumanji? Yeah, Jumanji, just when they're climbing up K2, just yeah. dead bodies everywhere. My point is, yeah, with a, if there's a bad audience, <laughs> it can be hard for anybody to yeah. weather that storm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. A hundred percent. I had a, a, a crowd uh, get upset, which is ridiculous. I have a joke about um, this uh, father uh, scolding his children with hot coffee. And the crowd turned on me. They were like, <gasps> and I was like, Gee, you guys can't handle a couple What's of What's a kids. joke? What do you say? Um, when Kim and I. This is a true story, <coughs> too. <laughs> when I was pregnant, we yeah. went to a Babies R Us, and we were at a Babies R Us looking at something, and there was this... The, okay, so here's where you I'll can pick finish. It. I'm going to go pee while you... Yes. Now, there's two kids going fucking nuts. Yeah. They're jumping on furniture, and it's almost like a movie. The parents are oblivious to For this sure. going on. It's going on behind them. The employee who is helping the two parents... Is like even like you know trying to look over their shoulders, yeah. thinking that they'll notice that she's panicking. Kids are jumping in cribs, jumping on rocking chairs, and uh, eventually the youngest girl bumps into the back of the father, and he goes oh, and then looks back and sees like all of the <laughs> ma- the massacre that has happened behind. Yeah. There's blankets and shit all over the place, and uh, he does this super calm thing. He had a cup of coffee in his hand. And he goes, <laughs> they were an Indian family. <laughs> Mush- Dot or feather. Mushuga, Marishka, please come oh, here. Okay. He kneels down and goes, smell the coffee. First girl smells it, takes a big breath in. Mushan, smell the coffee. And he smells, they, she smells the coffee and then they just calm down. And I was blown away. I couldn't. What was going on there? I talked about it for days with her. And then so where the joke turns into is I say, so I say, I, it, I couldn't believe that he got them to calm down. And then I thought about it and I was like, what if that was a threat? Where he was just, yes, he I said, smell the coffee, but he's like, I want you to feel the steam on your face. Remember what the burn feels like. I will scold you both. <laughs> I like the effeminate Indian accent. <laughs> I do. I do lisp it up. <laughs> you really lisp it up. That was pretty good. <laughs> Um, People really got offended by that. A, an audible gasp from the crowd. Are there a I lot s- of Indians in? Uh, no, no, Minnesota. There's no. So, people are. That's the other weird thing is people are so like backwards there still that I work with a woman who said, uh, oh, "I live next to a family who adopted a bunch of Indians 
And I go, oh, people from the Middle East? And she goes, what? No. Indians. And I go, well, there's Native Americans and then there's Indians. And she, she goes, what's the difference? Ooh, fair enough. But she is very correct. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> they were both invaded by the British. You know, I'm kidding. Native Americans it? got the raw deal out of all of this. I feel bad for I that. do want to say something. <laughs> so you're from Memphis. Yes, yes. So you've met Justin Timberlake then before. Yeah, we're cousins. I believe it. That's awesome. I went on his tour in the late 90s for uh, Sync. It was yeah. a lot of drugs, a lot of... Oh. Lots of sluts, prostitutes. A lot of getting just caught in the... I think that's where you got your HIV from, honestly. Well, I, I don't I know. I'm still trying to figure that one out. I what don't. I think really split the band was uh, uh, JT's addiction to tango. Um, <laughs> I can't... I know. I can't believe he got into tango. It's weird. And, like, <laughs> he would just da- be dancing inappropriate times. They're at a funeral for a friend. Just tango, tango, yeah. tango, tango. All the fucking time until Chris, the guy with the dreadlocks, had had enough. Yeah, hey, can you put on Cat Stevens? I want a tango. <laughs> and just a lot of tango. Yeah. Lance Bass. He died a couple times. He did die a couple times. <laughs> I meant to so- say tang and I fucked up and I said tango. <laughs> tang? I, I wanted like Justin drink? Timberlake the to have a tang. The orange drink. <laughs> yeah, to have the a tang addiction. Drinks. I blew it. The sugariest, orangiest drink. Approved by you real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Here, I'm actually gonna do a pausey pause. All right, let's get back to this. Now, comedy. Things are are moving. Uh you have a, a brief break, um, and then you, you eventually get back into it. What made you want to come out west versus east? Because I feel like there's a lot of southern comics that go east. So probably six years ago I moved to New York City. Um, was able to live with a family friend on the Upper East Side, which was very nice for free for four months. Ended up befriending a young lady. wasn't anything romantic, but Legend? I was just real. Lo- I got real lonely in New York. Befriended a stripper named Darla. <laughs> ended up living with her in Spanish Harlem, drinking way too many Four Locos, <laughs> hanging out on the stoop, doing ecstasy with these African Americans from the block. Um. And wrecked myself. The comedy was going well. I did two levels of improv at UCB. Oh, uh, you pretentious piece of shit! It was fun. I didn't. I wouldn't have to pay rent. Like here, I would. If money were not an option, I'd still probably take a UCB or growl. Like I'd probably do something. But with the Kill Tony thing, I can do improv shit on a weekly basis, so I don't worry about it. But if money were not an option, I'd do it out here. But there, it was. It wasn't because I didn't have to worry about rent. But yeah, I wrecked myself. Um, At what point did you check yourself? The point I checked myself when I, after six months of New York, I moved back to Memphis, went to graduate school at, uni- at, at University of Memphis, trying to get a master's degree in history, thinking I was going to be a history professor. Had a teacher named Dr. Marler who called me into his fucking office one day and he's like, hey, William. <laughs> You can't do this. You can't. And I wanted to cry. I wanted to cry. I didn't, but I wanted to cry. Tears were in my eyes. And I just kept on applying for jobs in Memphis, not ever getting any of them, working for these bullshit jobs, living with my fucking parents. It was horrible. It was sort of dark. But then I moved. (laughs) I wasn't fucked. 
One good. It really wasn't. Oh, uh, God damn it. I weathered that storm, but it wasn't great. But, uh... Okay, Ugh. hold on. Push pause. Yeah. What? You would have been... I, I, can, I can see you with uh, bow ties every day reporting uh, for duty to teach history to young, wanting minds. Just telling everybody I'm... The main store in Kangaroo Jack 2, mm-hmm. cruise control, not to be confused with Speed 2, but the which amount is also of set on a boat. That's funny. <laughs> the amount of information that you knew about Richard Peterson. Well, Richard to- Peterson <laughs> is, if man, he's a, somebody I look up to. How could you not? You know? It's hard not to. He um, liked Shel Silverstein. He liked Light in the Attic, I think, better than Where the Sidewalk Guns. <laughs> where the Sidewalk Okay, I apologize. What from? How do you go from that to saying I'm going to move to LA? Well, before that, in between that point in time, did a tiny bit of research, looking up like places that had some comedy stuff. Found out Denver, Colorado had a pretty pretty good like comedy scene. It does. Did a just a little bit of research. I was not getting any jobs in Memphis. Which is very disheartening. But, uh, yeah, I ended up moving to Denver. Lived there two and a half years. Um, and it was fun. And there would be nights I'd get all fucked up. And I'd find myself in, like, a porta potty or something. And I would talk to myself. I'd be like, William. Like, I would have had a good show. And I was like, William, you got to keep doing this shit. It went good tonight. There were totally moments I would say that to myself. Oh, man. But yeah, two and a half years I lived there. Denver was wonderful. Loved Denver. It was very good. I could get on stage a bunch. It was great. Did a couple, produced a couple shows. Really? So why did you move from Denver then? Because I turned 31 and I was like, I'm only getting older and I feel very confident in the bullshit that I'm doing. So I was like, I might as well continue to travel out west and go to L.A. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah. Not that anything, but I'm totally glad I did. I needed to. It was just another step up from Denver, though. <laughs> For sure. And Denver's yeah. wonderful, but yes, totally. I needed, I just realized, sort of in between jobs. Yeah. I was a dishwasher, word to the wise. When I was a dishwasher, I had a pretty bad wart on my left hand. <laughs> and the one wart morphed into a wart, two warts all over my left hand. And just one night, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to the hospital tomorrow. I'm going to the emergency room. Let me try to deal with this on my own. And I cut it, cut it the main wart, and it was gone the next day. So I think after that, I was like, I'm going to keep doing comedy. Oh, I thought you were going to say I was going to go into surgery. (laughs) Become a surgeon? No, I'm kidding. Open up an essential oils clinic uh, where you... But, yeah, I was washing dishes in Denver. Like, there were times in Denver... Where I wasn't able to do a bunch of comedy, I was fucking washing dishes. I placed Metal Art Kitchen. And now the boss there messages me, even though he owes me fucking money. Uh, I don't know if he worst. still does, but... Ugh. Not- but all that! And they, even then, I had to just keep doing it. Like, there were down times in Denver. Yeah. I just had to keep doing it. I couldn't let that stop. Speaking stop of, uh, of downers in Denver... Um, what would you say your favorite, uh, trip was? Did you have like a, cause all of us, uh, white guys have a mushroom trip. That was our favorite. I think my scariest was, I was, uh, 
I didn't know where you were going. I'm like, oh, like a fun trip. I didn't know you were. Okay. So I had, I think my scariest one, there's a guy, uh, Mark Spliffson, whose real name is Phil, very soft-spoken black guy who we got to be good buddies. We were up all night doing drugs, doing what have you, drinking. Seven in the morning, he's like, hey, William, I got some acid uh, on some uh, uh, little candies in my freezer. So at like six in the morning, I eat one of the candies, fall asleep on his ear mattress for about an hour, wake up tripping really hard, go out to the swimming pool to smoke, see some Mexican gangster looking guy and his kids in the pool just looking at the kids thinking, oh my God, I hope this man doesn't see me looking at his kids. He's going to get... <laughs> Essentially, my point is I trip for 24 hours. <laughs> I trip for... I almost got my roommate Holy and his girlfriend shit. to take me to the emergency room. It was horrible. I thought I was dying. Ugh. But at like LSD, at like mushrooms... Total, dude, at the end of Kill Tony, uh, this was, I don't know, five months ago, some dude gave me like a pound of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I still have some in my closet. What <laughs> the fuck? I go out to his fucking Ford Explorer. He's like, come out here on some side street. I go out there. He hands me a freezer bag filled up with mushrooms. I thought maybe the cot, I took it. I put it in my backpack. Did, he, was, everything did, he, was uh, did he give you a, a burned copy of Incubus as well? Yeah, he was a big Incubus guy. I'm also a big Incubus guy, so we really sort of hit it off on that front. Uh, he likes Shel Silverstein. I like Shel Silverstein. <laughs> <laughs> he agrees Light in the Attic's probably his best work. It's it's not even up for debate. You know. I don't know. Where the goes. So what would your mother, who's a Mormon, what does she think about tripping and stuff? What do Mormon folks Oh, she doesn't that? know. But would a well, Mormon person do that? No. no. How come? So, so LDS are kind of um, Amish. They're like, if you would imagine like a modern Amish, right? So yeah. anything that can alter your mind and you're not present at all times yeah. is bad in their mind because it can uh, lead to bad decisions. <clears throat> Just like that one guy who had 50 wives and he's in jail now. <laughs> and I know, isn't that great? Fly. Dude, I but could, yes, I'm kidding. Obviously, I say that in jest. No, no, but no. Yes, yeah, I hear yeah, what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. I did so much research. I was gonna say I could go on and on about the fallacies of that religion. the The Smith family, the founders of the religion, were charlatans. They would bring. What uh, does that mean? From Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> that actually yeah. is true. They are from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, they would sell um, Charlotte Hornets uh, starter yeah, jackets. Yeah, Hornets. From town to town, there but they were ripoffs. Uh, they spelled. You can make a lot of money doing that. I mean, that's a '90s thing. People are nostalgic, <laughs> just selling. This I thing. had. Did you have the Charlotte Hornets starter jacket? I did. You had. I was Cowboys. a big uh, Muggsy oh, Boggs nice. fan. Muggsy Boggs, let's give it up I for was a Larry uh, Johnson, number two. Nice. Yeah. I was a tiny guy. He was a tiny guy. You're oh. not tiny. What are you? Six eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In his dreams. In my bra. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but no, they you should write that down. That's a fun joke. Absolutely. In my bra. <laughs> <laughs> um they they would trick people into buying like fake gold and like, there's so much What do you mean? <laughs> Is that real? Yes. Yeah, that's what real. do you mean fake gold? They would do Oh God! They would do fake gold. They would do f like. Th Who would they sell it so to? So they would say that they could find gold on your property, right? 
And uh, is this you, all Mormon people? <laughs> no, this, this was, was just Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith and his uh, oh, family. Well, well. Okay, so what they, are we talking? Nineteen eighties, eighteen. No, I'm uh, kidding. Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen fifties, I think. So what would they do? They would go on, plant gold, say that they could find the gold. You pay them to find it. What's they, plant gold? Like a cactus? That is actually what it was. <laughs> That's improv. It was a golden uh, apples. <laughs> was what would come up. They would a say golden, golden apples. Oh, oh. They would say, watch this plot of land right here. Golden apples would pop up. But no, so they would trick people into thinking that they could find gold for them. They, you know, it was all big fucking hoopla. And then they saw um, this, I forget what religion it was, but this, this church come through and they were getting donations like crazy. So the Smith family was like, oh, fuck yeah. We don't need to do anything other than pretend that we're talking to somebody in the sky and people will just give us money. And it turns out, what, almost 200 years later that they're fucking killing it. Yeah. Uh, $4 billion net worth. Uh, fucking ridiculous. Let's give it up for Salt Lake City. Fuck Whoop. yeah, dude. BYU. Let's get it for Scientology. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Scientology's out here. That seems like a weird deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seem like what a Scientology f- survivor. Yeah, I am. <laughs> hey. It's okay. This is a safe place. I was in it for five years. <laughs> Can I borrow the I don't book? eat. <laughs> Can I borrow one of your books? Yeah, I have a, uh, uh, it's a 12- Shel Silverstein Light in the Attic <laughs> first edition in my backpack. That is an avenue for you? There's They make you buy books to ascend within the religion? Yeah. And I'm just like, motherfuckers, I just watched Predator 2. <laughs> Do the math. I don't care about this shit. God. Is that really big Fine. here in L.A. still? Oh, yeah. It's weird. There used to be an open mic I'd walk to. I live right off of Hollywood. And I'd go to this open mic and I'd get drunk. And I'd talk to the Scientology people and I'd just talk what to the- them about Jesus. And I remember, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the, the next mics? day, one of the fucking old guys I was talking to... Just looks at me all weird, and I was like, whoa, I need to quit talking to these people. <laughs> it's eerie. Yeah. It's e- an eerie deal. Yeah. 100%. Have you ever seen The Master? It's on Netflix. Have you ever seen that? With uh, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix and Jim Gaffigan? Yeah, Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> Isn't that the guy that... And what's his name who died of heroin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan od Is that really about Scientology? Yeah. It's loosely based, yeah. By have you seen? You should see it if you have not. You seen it? Uh, not the whole thing. It's no. great. I'm a fan, but I think that's a good example of just some like energetic dude being able to get people to follow his lead on stuff, yeah. which is just interesting. Well, the, the 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 big the big thing was that um they talked about how he would lure you in and then would become like an abuser. So Ugh. you it, so like uh, you know with um. What's her face that we... Leah Remini. Leah Remini. There's a series on TLC? Yeah, it's mm, 80s. Wasn't she one of Lou Bega's girls? She was one of Lou Bega's girls. Is that Monica? <laughs> Monica Francis. <laughs> Little bit of Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mon- Is From- Francis one of them? Yeah. Little bit of Francis. Yes. All I need... Little yeah. bit of Rita. Well, he's adjusted it because he performs at uh, nursing homes a lot now. So he'll do a little bit of Francis. Yep. Uh, Eustace. Um, What's another one? A lot of S's. What? 
Yeah, what? You heard Ruth, me. there's Ruths. Okay. The, the, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so, we, so we do this thing sometimes yeah. called Off the Noggin, and I feel like you're, you're the, gonna be the best person to do this. It. Don't fucking throw me off. I'm I mean, blacked out suck. right you're now. suck. It's going to be awful. You're, you know, your beer is warm because it's not blue. It's this cold wind blue. It's very white. You want me to pour some Pacifico in there? No, you don't have to, Tom. <laughs> I may drink a Pacifico after this. Okay. That's yeah, grab another first. Okay, so off the dog, it's just, I, you know, we say something, and you can either say what you don't like about it, or you can try to make a joke cool. about it if you want to. Okay. And you are pretty good at this improv stuff, so, I mean, I'm not saying you are. You're probably not very good at it, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. please don't throw me off. Uh, I don't so normally hang out with people from Michigan, so. Yeah. <laughs> Us either. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Michigan, Tennessee, you know, uh, Tempe, uh, Tempe, Arizona, Tempe, Arizona. I was there two nights ago. Um, yeah, my aunt Mary lives there in a, uh, Hampton Inn. I was managing it. I got sick. I was digging holes out in the back. I got really hot. It was probably one ten. I wasn't drinking enough water. She found me in the hole with goggles on, just all fogged up. I couldn't see out of the goggles. Next thing you know, we're playing Shark Attack. Yeah, let me take that again. Hold on. What did you... <laughs> One more time. So from the top, uh, your topic is Tempe, Arizona. How's it going, everyone? My name uh, is Malcolm, Arizona. My brother's name is Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> Uh, we are here tonight from a little island called Japan in the South Pacific. We're Oriental people. Um, we are here to show y'all how to make sushi. If you don't mind looking at my brother for a split second, I'm about to pass out some books. <laughs> Whew, sorry. I laugh like my mother. How is your mom? How old is your mom? She's not well. 59. No, You mean she's not well? Is that true? She has diverticulitis. She has diverticulitis? No, his mom's fine. She's watching our kids. She better be fine. God damn it, Kim. Sorry. She, she's. I talked about the diverticulitis thing with Taibo the Kill Tony. <laughs> and I've befriended this dude from Florida who fucking sends me these messages from the hospital in Florida with no. diverticulitis. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. You know. I've communicated with all these random ass people <laughs> from that shit. You it's just so can't funny. Say shit. I'm, I want you to guess what kind of car we have as a rent-a-car. Ford Taurus? No. I was losing my mind this morning. Uh, we have a fucking Hyundai Elantra. Nuh-uh. Yes, yeah. we do. What color? Black. It's black? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so I told Kim. Do y'all really? I, I, For real? I no swear. Joke. So I, I saw, she said it was a, an Elantra. So I signed the contract and it said Hyundai Elantra. I'm like, oh, I wonder what it looks like. It's black. And he just starts laughing. I go, what the fuck are you laughing at? Like. That's funny. That yeah. was the best. That that was. That's funny. Yeah. So what solidified you as one of my favorite human beings to hear on stage was when. Uh, so for people uh, who don't uh, know, my first kill Tony set doing the Andre Lodra. 
and I think when I die sort of a death, it's way too young for what I should. I think people <laughs> look back and be like, that's one of the best kill Tony sets ever. It's unbelievable. That was straw. I was, I'd been saying similar stuff in Denver, but that, yeah. When I he, felt good about that. So, so I was you, ready for that. You say, um, your, is it your aunt? Yeah, my aunt. Yeah. Would do PCP. PCP. PCP out in the parking lot, out front of the Laser Quest arena. Laser Quest, that's what it was, yeah. Half the time, yeah, we'd go in. The other half of the time, just flipping over fucking cars. Just picture a <laughs> Why'd cuts. you pick Andre or... Deborah? he's... Okay. Take two? Oh, my aunt and I would just be out in the parking lot, picture a cutscene, MIA paper planes playing, <laughs> just slow motion, us flipping over, having superhuman strength, flipping over Elantras, having fun. It's because you love those Orientals. I think so. I think it's also because yeah. I'm from the South, and I'll be quite frank, it's nice talking to some Yankees right now. I don't normally talk to Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's actually from Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, so. okay, hold on. So is that my, how you pronounce that? Or I thought it was origin. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's improv. If you're a native, origin. Um, origin? But so, my favorite thing, and what it, like, I think a lot of people was this d- defining moment is when Tony said, Tony Hinchcliffe, who is one of the hosts of, of Kill Tony, a show about and run by Tony Hinchcliffe. Um,. <laughs> He says, if you had to guess, how many lunches would you say you flipped? And you said... I don't have to guess. It's 14. <laughs> destroyed the I room. Had a, y'all, I was signing up for that shit for three months. I was. Before I quit going to... I quit going to the comedy store on Mondays. The guy who I talked to outside, out front, you oh, saw earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a point in time on Mondays. Hey, could I you was put just that fucking that mic guy. to your mouth, by the way? Huh? You fucking idiot. Huh? What? What? We're Yankees. We don't have that kind of monies. Hey. No, my point, I was just ready, though. Okay. Just after four months. Four of months of signing up every living Monday? Living in Compton, reading a bunch of Shel Silverstein, <laughs> people not understanding Working me, at a living in the unit. sewers, shooting people. <laughs> Shooting people. What were you shooting them with? It's the train tracks with a rifle. (laughs) Hey. Not giving a fuck. Listening to a bunch of DMX. What the fuck are they doing on the train tracks? Yeah, tell me about it. There's train tracks? You know who's going to give it to you? X X going to give it to me. (laughs) Would you say that's improv? That's improv right there. God damn it. I wish I had like a keyboard where I could... <laughs> Some type of sick, sick beat to improv to. Um, okay, we did one off the noggin that turned into an off the rails, literally. People getting oh. shot off of rails. Does that have to do with Orientals again, by the way? I think it has to do with my aunt <laughs> that uh, I saw die on train tracks outside of Memphis on an Easter Sunday Five years ago, I saw her get cut in half. I was with my brother. I tried to resuscitate her. I realized her legs weren't with her anymore. They were on the other side of the hill. I, I try. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard. I'm sorry that we brought it up. Um, 
rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Mary. Mary's legs. Yeah, yeah her Mary's torso's doing all right, but her legs. legs <laughs> it sounds like her legs just walk right off. <laughs> her torso's fine, but her legs are, are really screwed up. She's fucking <laughs> jacked, by the way. If you, if you, if you want to see somebody totes yoked, you, you find yourself a, a <laughs> somebody with just a torso. It's incredible. Peter Torso is actually a distant relative of mine. He's a really strong guy. He does a lot of <laughs> trap trap wire stuff. I don't know if y'all know trap wire. I do know trap wire stuff. Yeah, trap wire stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's just yeah. I hate to keep bringing it back to Richard Peterson, but he actually <laughs> I'm sure you get asked this all the time. What did Kill Tony do for you? Um, has it impacted I just got to keep it going. It's been the best thing that could have happened to me since I've been in here. Uh, do do you get gigs from it, or are you still have? Totally having, okay, good. That's Not good. all the time, but I totally do. It's been a single. I would like to think of my fantasy world looking back on all this shit. That will be a singular moment of moving out here, without a doubt, no doubt about it. That's why I'm feeling not bad pressure, but I totally past couple months i've been doing it now seven months i'd like to do it a year and keep it going after that not even thinking about it. i've been doing it seven months now i totally find myself getting nervous before i go on stage not in a bad way but the nervousness i feel like amps me up i totally enjoy it okay good but without a doubt that has been a singular moment do you ever feel like tony put you on a pedestal and then you were having to try and live up to the because he would not at all. Why do you say that? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? I just been nothing but nice to me. And I feel like I've been able to do it. All right. So I got to keep it going. Fine. I don't get on fucking YouTube anymore because there are too many haters. (laughs) I totally don't get on. Speaking of which, there's been a lot of talk about. The theory that Tony Chin is actually Cracker Barrel Kid 52. Cracker Barrel Kid 55, yeah. When I brought that up, that was, I created a couple of monsters. I'll be quite frank, probably two months ago on Mondays, I would stay, let's just say I'd stay awake (laughs) and call people. And I found myself calling a guy who I thought, his name was Nate Brown. I thought it was a comedian from Boulder, turned out some random guy from Texas. I still don't know how I got his fucking number, but I call up Nate Brown probably four in the morning on Monday, now Tuesday morning, and I'm like, hey, can you take a number down? And I say a fake 901-482-8966. Tell my aunt I love her. Tell my aunt I'm trapped in an underwater cavern system. Tell my aunt Tony Chin is trapped. I don't know where he is. I end up literally, y'all, this is a fact. This was horrible. I literally am talking to this fucking dude. I get a phone call from Mama's cell, my mother's cell phone. A black lady police officer (laughs) is on the other end of it. This is like six in the morning. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Six in the morning. She's like, are you really in a tunnel? What's going on? I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you kidding they thought I was... The police were at my parents' house. Oh, my God. The cops were at my parents' house. And what bothered me, I think, the most was my mother, <laughs> Frances, 
She was like, yeah, well, she was coming back from a garden party thing or something. She likes uh, <laughs> she likes plants, but she was like, yeah, we all thought you were dead, but I promise you what offended me was I feel like Frances just sort of was putting one on a little bit. She really wasn't sad. I was, But my father, Larry, who I love so much, and I love Frances so much. I have wonderful yeah, yeah, yeah. parents. But he was like, William, we thought you were dead. And he was sounding like he was about to cry, and he was like... Oh, God damn it. He was like, yeah, but when she said you were in an underwater cavern system in Middle Tennessee, <laughs> he started laughing, and he was like, <laughs> I knew it was fake, and I started laughing as well, but it was a nightmare. And later on that day, my dad was like, William, what were you on, mushrooms? And I was like, no, Dad, it's it's something called salvia. It's... <laughs> no. Dude. First time I did Salvia, I saw the bats from um, Loathing, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Salvia is such a horrible experience. It is. Every time. Did you buy it legally? Yeah. Me too. There was a porn shop is that, that like, would sell Salvia. Is that like K2? Ooh, it's a drug I think Indians did. It's a plant. Oh, yeah. okay. It's a nightmare. What they said... Okay, so the way that it was advertised... You bought it at... The porn store? Yeah, yeah, the porn store in St. Cloud. <laughs> I buy whippets at the porn store. Oh, I didn't my know gosh. you could. Hold Real on. S- Table, put a pin in that one. <laughs> okay. Because we are going to say that. Did you take a picture of it? <laughs> I have a, yeah. Okay. Go find that. My phone's turning. Okay. Okay. So, Jesus. Drop the mic. God damn. Um, so, so, they would they said you could sprinkle salvia on your tobacco, which obviously all porn stores know that. Uh, at that time, potheads were just buying from these porn shops. And they said that you could sprinkle salvia onto your, your tobacco. But it turns out if you just smoke the shit straight, real fucking trip. Uh, people Hold on, crash if you're cars. trying to smoke it, uh, <laughs> you can just put it on your tobacco. And yeah. You can have something. But. Uh, by the way, <laughs> what's up with Californian whippets? Yeah. The fuck? We were driving today trying to find a parking spot, and we saw this in a parking spot. Oh! I know! This is probably a chef. Could you describe... It's probably a chef. Describe what you see in this image. So I see, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, ready whip canisters. I see it in the middle... There's no pie there, though. In the middle... Of a handicapped parking spot. I wonder where Dennis Stevens is. Dennis <laughs> Stevens is an old friend. He has to park in handicapped parking spots. Is he Dennis vul- Stevens couldn't drink that stuff. Is he a vulnerable adult? He uh, might be putting that on if his you, pudding. If vulnerable adult, meaning he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Well, I mean, if anyone did all those whippets, they'd be dead. But... Can we give a moving of silence <laughs> yeah. for Eddie Smith, my basketball coach? But you know what? He's probably in a better place. Chris probably doesn't think that because he believes in nothing. So my Stop. Basketball I don't believe coach. that. God damn it. Hold on. That was outside of someone's apartment building. There was no uh, it was baking by going on. Yeah, Manhattan Beach, random parking lot. What I wonder is, was the, was the cream inside of the canisters or was... There's still cream left inside, and they just did the whippets. Or was the person a fan of of sour cream? Isn't it sour cream in those things? It is sour cream in those things. Uh, they eating a lot of tacos with lots of sour cream. Look at you jumping in. 
Good that job. That sounds a lot like Dante's Peak. Oh. Have you seen Dante's Peak? Oh, yeah. I watched it last night. Can you all believe that? They had it on the plane, too. I didn't pay for it, That though. by far the most fucked up documentary I've ever seen. Can't believe it. Pierce Brosnan, he was going to be one of the best Batman, and then he dies in Dante's Peak. 1998. Yeah, let's give a moment of silence for I Pierce Brosnan. John Denver that was going to be that. Whoa. Okay, look. I didn't want to bring race into this, but John Denver is hands down the most talented Japanese country artist I think the world has ever seen. John Denver's fucking Japanese. I love him. He's the best. Was the best. West Virginia. Was. John Denver? He died in an airplane. <laughs> like Speaking the Malaysian, of, yeah. Speaking of Area 51, what... Uh, are, you int- are you going to the event of Area yep, 51? I already have tickets. I'm booked on you're, the closest hotel. You're running hotel. it, are you? Yeah. You and Tom DeLong. Tom Dillon? <laughs> yep. That is his name. Yeah, Tom Dillon is yep. who I'm... Yeah. Yep. He's yep. from San Clemente. San Clemente. Santa Clarita. No, San Clemente, Idaho. Santa Clarita. Yeah, San Clemente, Idaho. With all the other Mormons. I just Wait worry about it. He has a bad case of uh, strep throat and pink eye. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be able to make it. How can you lead anyone into battle with, yeah, with strep pink throat? Eye, I don't want to be close to you. One or the to... other? Sure. Both? Both horribly contagious. <laughs> Violently contagious. Horribly <laughs> contagious. It's really gross that you guys are talking about that. Why? Strep because throat. I don't have my tonsils. <laughs> you know what's funny? My brother Vance and I got our tonsils well, taken I'm out. Just gonna let mid-90s. You know is that you can still get it. I know someone who still got strep. I've never gotten it. Oh, yeah. I've never gotten it. Not yet. Okay. I give it up for Leslie, our babysitter, who was a <laughs> real godson during that point in time. She would let us build up, uh, up Lincoln Log houses and do the car into it request smashing pumpkins on 96 x and Memphis. just a real savior of a lady she's not with us anymore well, oh, Jesus. Uh, like yeah. everyone else she was trampled know. to death at that spin doctors concert she was spin doctors yeah 4 a.m people don't realize how rowdy those spin doctors shows would get. yeah they were insane people get killed and you know, I was going to go pee, but then a random thought came into my head. Well, what would you say uh, the most adventurous thing uh, that you've done with somebody of the same sex? Uh, has Interesting. Been? I didn't know what you were, how you were about to say. So what? <laughs> what the fuck? So what, though? What's your The question? most adventurous thing that you have done physically with someone... Of the same sex. Hmm. Good question. Um, I think it's rode a roller coaster. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I had a good, uh, at Memphis University School, I had a good African-American friend named Devin Owens. And just one day in the cafeteria, he looked at me when I was filling up my water cup and he's like, hey, William, I... I don't have the money to get these french fries. Do you mind putting these around your tummy? Do you mind putting your shirt up? And I was like, hey, Devin, as long as you touch my tummy, I'm more than happy to hide them for you or what have you. 
and there was just this really good moment where he touched my tummy and just picture MIA paper planes playing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> just a cut scene. I have a question. Of him. God damn it, I was holding where, it together until you said MIA. <laughs> where did the ketchup go, though? <gasps> what? Yeah! <laughs> the ketchup! I heard you carried the fries where it was the ketchup. It was on my tray. I mean, it was on my tray. It's not that good of a story. It was on my tray. Okay. Well, fuck. So they're probably wondering why you have a bunch of fucking ketchup and no fries. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I'm going to... That's not tomato soup. Hold on. I'm going to pause it for a second. Because I just don't care. There's something very self just. So I'm looking at your shirt now. How can you see it? very self-destructive Is there ducks and birds on your shirt? Wait, what? Yeah, this is a... Hey, uh... Oh, hey, how's a, it going, it's y'all? Not a, it's not this just is a, Perkins Bakery. <laughs> How dare you? We're sponsored by Boston Pina- Market, you fuck. Yeah, this is you Perkins know they're Bakery. Our direct competitor. Two, sponsored by Predator 2, sponsored <laughs> by Jaws the Revenge. Dude, Jaws and Kangaroo Jack, and Kangaroo Jack like uh, like Freddy versus Jason, but Jaws <laughs> and Kangaroo Jack are the characters. See, tomorrow I'm bringing up Kangaroo Jack. Well, luckily, Tomorrow. this hasn't come out for like three weeks. I know, and I was supposed to do some show tonight, but I didn't want to do it, so don't <laughs> post anything for tonight. Oh, oh yeah, the no, guy's no, no, gonna no. get pissed. This definitely won't. Be I would, didn't want to do it. I totally wanted to do this. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Well, dude, I uh, okay. I do have to bring this up. So y'all are so sweet. Y'all are gonna fucking fly me to y'all's place. That's yes. what y'all are so sweet. Okay. I would have loved that's to. The, y'all are sweet. That's, that's how I view. I promise you. That's how I view it. It's very sweet. Okay. That's the Minnesota. Totally, nice it's very. Well, I'm purebred Minnesotan. Yeah, yeah. I have Minnesota. I just, I just saw. You know. Do you think Minnesota people would have liked me up there? A hundred percent. For sure. You think so? Oh, yeah. dude, improv so people. Like, I don't watch Kill All Tony. Day. I don't watch a lot of comedy stuff. That's his thing. But I like to partake. You know, he'll show me some funny stuff, and he's like, "Hey." You know, because we have a joint account. We're married. We've been married for forever. He goes, hey, I want to fly this person out. What do you think? And I'm like, I, I didn't know. I'm like, who are you talking about? And oh, is that what me, happened? No, not in a bad way, but he's like. No, oh, right. Man, Obviously. No, I'm no, just no. asking. Yeah. And That's what happened? Me, and right, when right. he showed me so I, some of your what stuff, I wanted I'm like, to do. oh, okay. You know, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, that's sweet. Oh my gosh! So it just—that's very you sweet. You are a staple of the show now. The way that um, do you Malcolm really think was. so? Yes. Oh frick yeah! Are you kidding me? You're when you can- I just you know what I pray to God, whoever whomever comes after me, can do what I'm doing up there. You know what I promise you? They can't. It's like I'm gonna be watching Shel Silverstein's Light in the Attic, <laughs> and they're gonna be talking about. Where the sidewalk ends. It's going to be something different. Way different. <laughs> Way different. Way different. Little Peggy Ann McKay, I have the measles and the mumps. A gash, a rash, and purple bumps. <laughs> that, I know which one that is. I know, that's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, that reminds me uh, of a song um, by uh, a famous composer. Yeah. Fred Durst. Yeah. <laughs> On uh, three dollar my- bill, y'all was I think my favorite <laughs> album. I was a giant Limp Bizkit fan, dude. Absolutely, 
Is there any way? Could this be the end of it? Is there any way I could read something? Yeah, oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So do you want wait, to end wait, wait. on it? Am I real, real quick? Real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have? So, like I said, three weeks. This will be coming out. I don't know if you plan that far ahead for shows. Um, but or you if, just live every if day. If you have things coming up that you would like to promote, social media, those things, do those first. How's it going, every error one? I'm Pat106 at AOL.com. I'm uh, <laughs> currently find myself in the Philippines. I am, in fact, Oriental. I am, in fact, on the cat chat room. I am, <laughs> am, in fact, having fun right now. I am, in fact, married. I am, in fact, a little worried. I have some called Legionnaires. I heard it. I heard it. Oh! Let me read a poem, though. <laughs> let me read We're a gonna good poem. We're going to end on this. Here's right. the last poem. Thank you so much. For okay, all the, and then let's go raise some hell at the comedy store. Thank, thank you for being I'm on totally there. down. We, we do... Okay. We let me do, read we, those. We he do, wants to read... You know, let's lend it. This is a very special episode because normally we do a thing at the end, but Can I we will ergo that. Yeah, we're going to let you finish it the way we'll you want. We'll finish with this. Okay, here it is. This is for anyone reading this. Again? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know how to do that? I've never met somebody who could do that so often. Here's my point. It's the Pacific. In regards to what have you, whether you're working on. <laughs> Here it is. Charles Bukowski, California guy. Here's my favorite poem by him. It's called So You Want to Be a Writer. Here it is. Um, if it doesn't come bursting out of you in spite of everything, don't do it. Unless it comes unasked out of your heart and out of your mind and out of your mouth and out of your gut, don't do it. If you have to sit for hours staring at your computer screen or hunched over your typewriter searching for words, don't do it. If you're doing it for money or fame, don't do it. If you're doing it because you want women in your bed, don't do it. If you have to sit there... And rewrite it again and again, don't do it. If it's hard work just thinking about it, don't do it. If you're trying to write like somebody else, forget about it. If you have to wait for it to roar out of you, then wait patiently. If it never does roar out of you, do something else. If you first have to read it to your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your parents or to anybody at all, you're not ready. Don't be like so many writers. Don't be like so many thousands of people who call themselves writers. Don't be dull and boring and pretentious. Don't be consumed with self-love. The libraries of the world have yawned themselves to sleep over your kind. Don't do that. Don't do it. Unless it comes out of your soul like a rocket, unless being still would drive you to madness or suicide or murder, don't do it. Unless the sun inside of you is burning your gut, don't do it. When it is truly time, and if you have been chosen, it will do it by itself, and it will keep on doing it until you die, or it dies inside of you. There is no other way, and there never was. That's strong. That is strong. That's someone, yeah. People talk about wanting to do comedy or write. I swear to God, if somebody, if it's really in your gut, 
that's when you're going to do it. And there's so many people that for whatever reason are like, oh, maybe I'll gain some sort of social something or what have you from it. You can't think that. It just, there's just no way. I think we got to end on that. Yeah, you're going to make me fucking cry over here, man. All right. God damn it. Let's do this Coke. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll call the guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm supposed to. We well, it was fun. Thank you all so much for letting me okay. come here. <laughs> no, thanks for being on. It our... was fun. Okay. 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 Are you going to do our beautiful. usual goodbye? Would you mind if we do this no. too? Okay. So what we do, our, our listeners are called ducklings because the, the podcast duck, is duck, called Grey Duck, Duke. Duck, Grey Duke. Um, so, uh, Kim Duke, will have you started off? Or Var, little ducklings. Quack, quack. <laughs> Sorry. You forgot already? We I just know. did this. I drank too many White Claws. Au revoir, little ducklings. Quack, quack. Let me eat one more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pee while you eat it. You're going to make Don't pee. You're going to offend him. You're going to leave for his reading? I'll pee my pants. But that, though, my point is truly... I say that in jest. I'm a little drunk right now. But I swear <laughs> to God, why that hits me is just the point of just the idea of, yeah, some wanting to pursue some artistic endeavor, unless if it's truly inside of them and one truly wants to pursue, that's the only way something could happen. And there's probably chances are that that won't happen. But one has to have that thought. Yeah. One has to. There's nothing else. It's not, oh, I might go to the open mic next week. That's not. That person's already swept away, which is fine. Not in a mean way. No, that person's already swept mean. away. You know what I mean? They Just have without a, back, a doubt, they're swept away. They have a backup There's nothing in their mind, there. too. There's nothing there. They, There's nothing there. They have something that, that they know that they can fall back on. They they don't. I know what you mean. You, but there's nothing there. Yeah. Which is fine. That's why we're all from Minnesota. That's why we all are fans of the Demon Deacons. I'm kidding. I realize that's a North Carolina college. <laughs> you don't know. I know that's Min Wake Forest. <laughs> you don't know the Minnesota Gophers, bro? Yeah, I'm familiar. All right. Mm -hmm. Gold and Garnet. By the way, <laughs> uh, keep a lookout for Airbud 12, uh, which Il William had a huge part in. Um, Thanks so much for having me on. This was so much fun. Airbud goes to the penitentiary. Um, Ernest goes to jail. <laughs> Good job. Buddy. Thanks for letting me on.